number one is if the Giants are picking. Otherwise, it's going to be either Bosa or Oliver. It's going to be Bosa. All right, we're out of time here. Thank you very much for listening to the Daily Sports Report here on 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you very much to Teddy Gutkin and Andrew Miller. My name is Nick Hornberg. Have a great week, everyone, and go Blue. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's it? Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30. And I'm going to do something a little bit strange to start the show. Now that I've actually got the show underway, I'm going to play a station identification. Seconds into the beginning of the show. Not your normal thing, but I'll explain in a moment. Here we go. All right. All right, all right, everybody, settle down. Come on now, now. Um, Welcome to the weekly meeting of the National Association of WCBN Lovers. Yeah, it makes the heart pound faster. All right, now, if you'll all turn to page four in the manual, we will sing the club song. All right, turn to page four, that's it. All right, now, everybody ready? Here we go. I'll begin. You can join in later. Here we go. Ah, what is that station we love? What sound are we extra fond of? It's not any trouble, you know it's W-C-B-N. When you hear... WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Right, so what was my point there? The point of that was to remind you of some folks we loved when we were kids, Bert and the gang. Didn't you love Bert and Ernie and Sesame Street and stuff? On the other hand, they're made of felt, so they're not really real, and yet we make connections to them as if they are our personal friends and people we grew up with and things like that, wouldn't you say? Well, with that in mind, I have a couple of special guests today from the Michigan Taiwanese American Organization, uh, Dr. Tsu Wen Gong, welcome. Thank you, Mike. And Amy Situ. Hello. Hello there. Amy Situ has been our guest talking about Lunar New Year through the years. And uh, Tsu Wen Gong, welcome to WCBN. Thank you. We're going to talk about a special shadow puppet performance coming up this coming Monday, November 12th at 7 p.m. at the Ann Arbor District Library, the downtown branch. And it's going to be a series of plays by a Taiwanese troupe. And uh, Dr. Tsu and Gong, could you talk about the troupe a little bit, please? Sure. Um, the name of the troupe is called Yong Xing Le. It means ever happiness. Um, and so it's from uh, Kaohsiung in the southern part of Taiwan. And so that's where the shadow puppets are. Uh, 
have been popular, and so there are three troops that remain in Taiwan uh, in the shadow puppetry. So this is one of them, and will be coming to visit uh, the Metro Detroit area. Will be performing in the Oakland County, in the Macomb County, and also in Wayne County. And also, of course, we cannot come to Michigan without coming to Ann Arbor. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. And how long has shadow puppetry been going on in Taiwan? Um, so I think. Um, there are not clear histories recorded on all the the um, uh, the tracks and everything, but we think that it dates back to the probably 17th century, mm. um, in 18th centuries, and when Ming Dynasty, the uh, um, people migrate from Thai, from China to Taiwan, they brought also the folk art along with them. And so it was very popular uh, at probably the peak time around the early 19th centuries. Okay. And I imagine there were probably a lot more shadow puppet groups uh, back at that time? Yes. They were, um, uh, from the record, they were at least more than 100. Wow. And especially just in the southern part of the, the Taiwan. And in the northern part of Taiwan, actually, there were more hand puppets and the string puppets, much more popular compared to the shadow puppets. Now, Ann Arbor Ypsilanti area has a shadow puppeter, puppeteer, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Elkins, who appears at public events and things like that. But to those who might not be familiar with shadow puppets uh, and how different they might be from hand puppets and string puppets, uh, what are shadow puppets? So shadow puppets are um, basically material that's cut out and almost like silhouette, and then you project it on the screen using the light. So being able to see the light and the shadow, and so basically is um, is that the translucent um, uh, uh, leather, right? Leather it's made or hide. Um, it's mm. made of leather or hide, mm. and so oh. different areas might made uh, from different material. But um, so it's basically the the uh, the puppets that you are able to control uh, in this case using uh, uh, rods, and then you'll be able to manipulate and and have them talk, have them not, have them move around, have them even do fighting uh, with. Fighting sounds pretty exciting, mm-hmm. and I imagine how, how you can get an actual leather cutout mm-hmm. on rods. Mm-hmm. to position itself in front of a, a, screen, a screen and then to have the shadow do the action and make it all compelling. Right. That, that's It takes a l- many, many years of training, of course. So the master puppeteers um, have to go through quite a bit of training and in order to really be good at the manipulations. So typically for Taiwanese shadow puppets, um, there are two rods that controls the body, one on the upper torso and one likely a hand. And so um, you can you can do somersaults, you can walk, you can do all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Wow. It's, it's hard to imagine what they can do. And then using one hand... Uh, controlling one puppet and the other hand with the other puppets, and sometimes even having multiple puppeteers that can play together so you have a bigger scene. And all of this is going to be something you can see if you go to the Ann Arbor District Library this Monday at 7 p.m. in the the lobby there. Correct. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's called, uh, what what is it called? Lobbytorium. That's the new name for the lobby area. It's called Lobbytorium. Okay. Uh, That's right. It's a foyer, you know, the open area. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to mention that the it's a kind of an interesting way of processing the hide. Mm -hmm. So 
the、uh, shadow is not black and white only; has color. Oh wow! So it's、uh, it's more sophisticated than、a、just color, black and white. A colorful shadow. Yes, correct. So it's the translucent、um, property of the heights that will allow the light to come through and allow the color to show through、uh, for the audience. Wow.、Yeah. Okay. And so generally.、Um, Uh, the puppets are、um, probably about eighteen inches height, and so they are not quite big. But that allows、uh, easier manipulation. If you were to have like one feet, two feet long puppet, it might be a lot harder to you can imagine doing somersaults and that、uh-huh. kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Just trying to picture the physical act of practicing somersaults. I wonder if people just practice somersaults, practice somersaults all day with those. Well,、uh, one thing is that、uh, all these things were hinged, so the、uh, legs are moving, can can move very freely, and the arms, you know, they all are hinged, so it's、um, uh, easy to manipulate. You can also turn. Think about shadow puppets because being casted against a screen.、Um, Usually, it's two-dimensional, right? Compared to hand puppets or and string puppets, it's three-dimensional. This is two-dimensional. Now,、um, so typically, the shadow puppets are、uh, you can see them from side view. Okay, so it's a ninety degree or a hundred.、Uh, I don't know, a hundred eighty degree. You can also make them turn around to face the other side. So that's another another、uh, manipulation they they are able to do as well. So it kind of、uh, switches around from backwards、yes. to forwards. That's, that's <laughs> right, right, right. So you can go to the left. You can also go to the right. And somersault and all those other things. Right, right. But of course, the music is the important part of it. I was just going to ask about that. Yeah, because of the、uh, the action、uh, is accompanied by the music.、Mm-hmm. Right. So typically, there are two different kinds of plays.、Uh, one is called、um, literary or civil play, and so that's usually、um, uh, using kind of quieted with a little bit singing, and then use a gong and、uh, the drums, and also with a with a string instrument, right? And so the what I was talking about the somersaults or party fighting scenes, those were accompanied usually by gongs and drums, and with a much faster、um, pace. Okay, and I see that there are going to be looking at the flyer. There are three plays that are going to be performed. Correct.、Uh, one is the Sandbag Trilogy. Now, actually, yeah, where does the Sandbag Trilogy fit into what you've just described? So, Sandbag Trilogy. This is some kind of a modern、uh, Mimi,、um, and so it's it it, it allows you.、Uh, Allows you to kind of watch and、uh, these shad- the puppets and to kind of、um, encounter. So they will come. There will be three characters. One is、uh, a panda. One is I think a monkey, and there is another one which I couldn't. Uh, so they they will be kind of encountering this sandbag and try to figure out how they are going to pass this sandbag. So、mm-hmm. y- you want to watch kind of how they are、uh, uh, whether using a punch or whether trying to climb up or trying to duck underneath. And so with these manipulations, you you get to see. Um, really, the characters and the the fun parts、uh, or the artistry of the shadow play. So it's a lot of fun. 
So using shadow puppets to create animals that are trying to use different ways to move his handbag. Right, right. With musical accompaniment. Yes. And some physical comedy? or uh, Yes, but no talking. No talking. Right. Okay. Sounds exciting. And uh, then there are several classic Chinese tales, or one classic Chinese tale, I should say, The Mountain of Flames. Correct. So this is adopted from uh, The Journey of the West, uh, which is a famous uh, classical literature uh, in, in China. And so this is one excerpt of that. And so the story is about that um, the, uh, the, uh, the troop is going through a volcanic area. And in order to pass this area, they have to kind of uh, subdue the flame. Oh. And in order to do that, they have to borrow a, magi- a magic a magic fan from the Iron Fan Princess. Oh, wow. And, and of course, she's not going to lend out the fan easily, <laughs> right? So, right. Um, so there will be some uh, uh, discussions and talking and persuasions and also fighting uh, between the main character, which is the Monkey King, uh, and the Prince uh, Iron Fan. And so then you're going to see a lot of wits about how they come to deal with this uh, conflict and then and come to the end. Right, so I think that's a that's a very classical uh, part in the journey of the West, and also uh, it's um, it's wonderful to see how how um, the the Monkey King is going to transform himself and to to uh, win over the the fight. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a very famous story, and there are a lot of children's stories uh, books uh, written about this. And so since this play is going to be performed in the library, uh, listeners may want to go to the library to borrow some of the uh, children's books on um, Journey to the West about the Monkey King. There you go. So Journey to the West is the story, and then The Mountain of Flames is the adaptation that they're going to perform? It's one part of that journey, so this long journey, so just one excerpt, one one segment of the journey, of the long journey. Well, I'm talking to a Dr. Tsug Wen Gong and Amy Situ from the American Association of, or sorry, from the the Michigan Taiwanese American Organization about a shadow puppet performance at the Ann Arbor District Library coming up on Monday. And uh, you have provided me with a soundbite from the from a performance last year of The Mountain of Flames. So Correct. I think we're just going to end up dropping right into the middle of it and listen for a minute and a half in it and hear what it sounds like. You'll get an idea. We've been talking about it, and you can visualize it. Now, here is the pure sound that you get. So we may ask after listening to this um, for a little bit, maybe a little bit of a description of what you've heard. So let's hear a little bit of the Mountain of Flames. My apologies, I hit the wrong cut there. That is actually a performance called uh, Proud Return, and that might be an example of a different kind of play. But let's uh, let's get that... I'm sorry, getting it together here. Here's, uh, here's an excerpt from The Mountain of Flames. Oh, hello, Tom.
都没不会弄，啊，你不会再弄一点，再弄一点，再弄一点，哦，好痛，我呐，一到河要。Very dramatic, very dramatic events going on there. Can you talk a bit about、uh, what's happening there? So this is in the beginning of the play when、um, the Monkey King and uh, his uh, companion uh, Pixie、um, were trying to go to the mountain of、uh, go to、uh, the, the the Iron Princess to borrow the fan, and so they were the Monkey King were、uh, riding on the cloud, okay, a majestic cloud,、uh, and and、uh, already spearing. Uh, spearheading, and the pixie was having some trouble mounting himself up on the cloud. So he fell off the cloud, and he was trying to get himself up. And so he was complaining, say, "Oh, this really hurts."、Oh. And even though the audience, the majority of the audience, did not understand a bit at all about what the the conversation, but they can clearly see the action and cle- can clearly see、uh, what's so funny ab- about it. And so they were responding to it with the laughters. So the pig is too heavy, right? Right. So couldn't jump on the cloud immediately. <laughs> so they say, and pigs will fly, but this this pig will not end up on a cloud, right? <laughs> he did. He did. He just he did? was、oh. a lot slower. Oh, would, okay. Yeah. Well, call to call the the cloud down. So he said, lower, lower it a little bit more, so, so I can mount the cloud. <laughs> So the pig ordered the cloud to come closer. Of course,、right. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. He could not jump, right? Right. So this gives you an idea just how fun. I mean, boy, this will be great for kids to watch. Yes,、oh, definitely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When we、um, performed last year,、um, you can see the entire auditorium was filled,、uh, the, the lobby area, and、um, there were lots of kids、um, lined up in the front seat so they can see up close and so really enjoy the play. That's great. And now we had heard. I accidentally played a little snippet of something called "Proud Return" that the group had、uh, performed last year, I believe. Right. Now that seemed like a different kind of、uh, play, just a, as a reference. That a different is that a different thing going on there? That's right. So this is what we will call a literary and more classical,、uh, because there are classical、uh, repertoires in there, and in terms of the singing part, it's accompanied by the string instrument, which you don't hear.、Um, In this military type of play, you know, like in the in the、um, mountain of flame. Okay, and and what sort of musical group are we going to have then in at the Ann Arbor District Library? So you will have、um, probably the, still the same.、Um, the musicians are going to be one drummer,、uh, one playing the gong. And one will be a string、uh, instrument, right? I'm not because the three plays we are bringing this year、um, are not going to include the proud return.、Um, I'm not quite sure whether you're going to hear the erhu playing、uh, at all this year, right? So they、um, they are bringing a different repertoire. 
And and what was that? Or who is that? What you mentioned? Uh, well, it's a two-string violin, basically, in Chinese instrument. Okay. So that that means that they were here last year, and then they're returning this year. And why? It was uh, they were invited by DIA, Detroit Institute of Arts, uh, for opening their Asian arts galleries. And uh, DIA happens to have a large collection of puppets from all over Ooh. the world. Right. Um, actually, the Chinese puppet uh, puppet collection is the largest outside Asia. At the DIA? At the DIA, wow. yes. And uh, DIA also has the McFarren um, puppetry collection, which is the biggest in the North America, which includes not only Asia type, but also the European type of puppets. Wow. That's exciting. I mean, there's a lot of puppetry going on and a lot we right. can learn about that. Right. And the group is called the Young Xing Lei Puppet Troupe, correct? Correct. Coming right. from Taiwan to Southeast Michigan mm-hmm. and coming to Ann Arbor on Monday at 7 p.m. at the Ann Arbor District Library. Now, we've talked about uh, the Sandbag Trilogy, which is a modern mime, the Mountain of Flames, which is a ch- classic Chinese tale. And interestingly, uh, to show how diverse the group is they're going to the group from taiwan is going to perform momotaro also called peach boy can you talk about the origin of that um so this is a japanese folk tale um it's a pretty well-known one um so um it talks about a boy born out of a giant peach Mm. and grew up to be a very brave and loving boy uh, who vowed to help the countrymen uh, to uh, fight the ori uh uh, and to to return the peace to the land, and so it's talking about that story. Uh, the first part um, of the story will be played by Yong Xing Le in Shadow Puppetry. We also were lucky enough to be able to invite a Japanese storyteller uh, who uh, will help us to finish the story oh, to wow. really show the connection and then the collaboration between the two different uh, culture groups. Wonderful. Yeah. And uh, I see that the Oni, which is what uh, the Momo Tower is fighting, are demons or ogres, right? Right, ogres. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a description on Wikipedia of the story. En route, Momo Tower met and befriended a talking dog, a monkey, and a pheasant who agreed to help him in his quest. And there are different variations even within Japan of the story, I see. Sometimes Momo Tower floated by on a box, in a box, a white peach or a red peach, and stories from the Shikoku and Chugoku regions muddied the distinction with characters from another folk story, the monkey crab battle. And so Momotaro took with him allies, namely a bee, a crab, a millstone, a chestnut, and cow dung. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Boy, it's just, you know, the mind bursts with imagination thinking mm-hmm. about. And, and many cultures have similar stories, right? Uh, um, uh, magical, you know, character that's born out of, you know, Thumbelina from a flower, right? Uh-huh. And Momotaro, it's basically Momo means peach. So the peach boy is more natural to be born out of a peach, whether it's a white peach or a red peach. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Uh-huh. But um, I think that's uh, the general uh, general idea there. Yeah. And I also think, just of the moment, I should have done research into this, but I wonder if James and the Giant Peach, that story has any Mm. connection to this. That might just be a coincidence, 
Uh, this, but it's a giant peach, so there isn't a giant boy growing out of that. So I guess that's totally different. But interesting how food and animals uh, fit into children's stories and, and how children's stories can appeal to adults and children alike. Right. And, and so there are moral uh, stories behind you know that 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 story, right, Momotaro? So, um, so think about what why this story has been passed down from generation to generation. And I'm going to leave it to the audience imagination. Very good, very good. <laughs> well, I would like to emphasize the fact that because of DIA's celebration of the new Asian yeah. arts galleries, and so it's appropriate for Yongxingle, a pub. Puppet theater group to uh, perform something other than Taiwanese, strictly Taiwanese. So we have a Japanese story too. So it covers some other Asian cultures. Right, right. So when we were uh, uh, inviting them back this year, um, since they were visiting uh, last year, and before that, actually before 2017, the last time the Metro Detroit area. Uh, seeing a shadow puppet of an Asian um, origin actually was in 1980. There was wow. when, right, right. So there was when it was the world's um, 1990 is the World Puppetry Festival. And DIA hosted one of the whole series in, uh, in the entire festival. So there was the last time actually, you know, a, a shadow puppet was played in the area. And so it, we were really happy to bring it back and knowing that the is big collections, right, uh-huh. uh, of the Chinese puppetry. Um, so this year when we got an opportunity to invite them back again, uh, we were uh, discussing about what place they should bring. Um, and so of course, the, the um, puppet troupe has a big repertoire, but we thought these two were very, very popular. So it's really by demand that we, we ask them to bring back the Sandbag Trilogy and also the um, Mountain of Flame. Uh, and, but we also wanted to add something new, and this Momotaro is the new part to it. Wonderful. Well, looks like we're almost out of time, believe it or not. Time mm-hmm. does fly. But thank you to Dr. Tsu Wen Gong and Amy Situ from the Michigan Taiwanese American Organization. Coming up this Monday at 7 p.m. at the Ann Arbor District Library, it's a shadow puppet performance by the Yong Xing Li Puppet Troupe of Taiwan. Don't miss it. It's free, but you might want to come early just in case because I think the lobby will fill up quite a bit. Yes, for children of all ages. Yes. <laughs> May I also add in that in case you are not able to or you don't live near an upper area, you can also go to see the show, the same show, at DIA on Saturday, uh, November 10th, and also November 11th at McComb Center for Performing Arts. And on the 13th, the Tuesday, they will be performing at Oakland Community College. Okay, and it looks like we're out of time now, but... uh Again, mentioning Ann Arbor District Library, Monday at 7 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and here's a song, I'm Your Puppet, by James and Bobby Purify in the spirit of the thing. Here we go.
I'm feeling much better now, Mike, and I felt pretty good when I walked in here. Thank you so much. Mike Brady always, um, is that is that also something of yours down there? This is Radio Verite. We just try and put every, yes, be completely honest about everything that's happening in the studio. Uh, 7 o'clock, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Student-run experiential radio at the University of Michigan, where the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement conspiring to get people to use more than 12% of their brains. Are you up for that? This show is called Face the Music. My name's R. Wolf, R. Wolf. And every Thursday night now for the remaining, what are there, eight Thursdays remaining in the year 2018, we're using the numeral eight to coordinate the playlist of this program. And that means that there's, I've got a huge chunk of this show that's all recordings from 1928 beginning with a rare example of Tommy Dorsey playing cornet. Tommy Dorsey, who was almost always heard playing the trombone and became a very popular leader of a big band in the 1930s. This is how he sounded in 1928. 